closer to success. You're listening to episode four of Learn With Us. I'm Nikos. And I'm Ken. Learn With Us is a podcast for developers that want to learn how to teach programming. Hey, good evening, Ken. How's it going? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Good. So uh, we we started off uh, today thinking about what we we're going to talk about because we planned so far in advance. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We don't plan in advance, and that's what makes this show interesting. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about open source contributions and open source software. Um, what kind of uh, open source software have you contributed to, Nikos? Typically, I just contribute to my own stuff because that's the stuff I understand best. A lot of open source yeah. projects are so complicated that you really have to be using it a lot to be able to understand the code base. Uh, yeah, I I'm you, at, at all. you kind of have to... Um, you kind of have to um, read through the code base before you can feel comfortable committing to it. Is that yeah. how you kind of take it? Yeah, you'd, you'd have a vested interest in what the code is, is doing. Right. I'm like a, a, an official on the GitHub repo Ember contributor, but that's because like uh, I put a couple of you know, typo commits. <laughs> yeah. When you commit, is it generally to like the docs? I think it was documentation that I done, but it was like two years ago. But it's nice to have that cool. badge on GitHub that says contributor. You know. Yeah, it's a little badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've done similar things like that where um, I I made a commit or contributed to TypeScript. Um, we had Daniel Rosenwasser at uh, the TypeScript. Portland meetup and one of the things he mentioned was hey we have we have um, some first timers or uh, what do they call it I don't know I don't know if they were using the term up for grabs at the time but they were first timer pull requests that they were they were looking for contributors so I went and took a stab at one um, it's kind of interesting uh, especially because in in the corporate type uh, projects, you have to sign a release that says, hey, I give Microsoft, in this case, Microsoft, I give them the right to use my code. Um, yeah. I won't sue them for using it and stuff like that. So it, it is kind of interesting. does kind of add some, some hurdles to contributing. Um, but they made it so easy. I mean, they have a... Uh, pull request bot that kind of just walks you through all the steps and then they send you emails and um, to get you to get your pull request uh, set up yeah yeah I never really understood what the point of those documents because I mean if you're doing open source and contributing to it then you'd expect them to be able to use your code right but yeah but at least in the US I don't know what it's like everywhere else but they there's legal binding to yeah, the code is open, but Microsoft owns it. Does that make sense? So it's it's open yeah. to the to the extent that um, you can contribute, but Microsoft is asking for your permission to make that code theirs. Oh, I see. And um, 
there's other projects that do something similar. Like I, I've contributed to Facebook. They had a, a interesting enough. They had a chat or a, a pull request bot that I was um, going to use on my company's projects, and I was like, well. It didn't, it didn't work the way I expected it or the way it was documented. So I went and created a pull request to, to fix something. And again, I had to sign their their release in order to, for my pull request to be accepted. Oh. Uh, yeah, those bigger companies, they have weird things that go on. But yeah, um, Ember, probably not because Ember isn't really owned by a corporation. It's mm-hmm. a community. Yeah. I'm just watching my recorder volume and I'm realizing that everything outside gets picked up by this mic. But I don't. It's kind of hard to have a place in London where there's no no sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't mind hearing the birds in the background. Yeah, the sirens nice. are. You know, all right. But. Do you have any interesting sounds where you're at? Uh, interesting sounds besides uh, the. The, the sick family members walking the hallways family members <laughs> in the fridge you know you typing no yeah and I don't have a bag of Cheetos I watched a, a video um, uh, the other day was uh, have you heard of hack hands or nope. I think that's what it's called hack hands is a like a uh, a mentor or um, not a mentor it's it's something that's by plural site that they offer like code mentoring or um you can be like an on-call um like help desk for c sharp or dot net oh really yeah so i was watching their uh video their their getting started video and it was pretty pretty hilarious they had the guy sitting on the couch eating cheetos and make yourself presentable don't don't eat cheetos while you're helping (laughs) Helping these people on the other end. So, really? Yeah. And, and is that like, does that offer re- financial rewards for doing that? Yeah, yeah. So you could set your own rate. Uh huh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of noise over there. Um, oh, you London, can set yeah. your own rate and, um, you know, take calls when you want. I haven't done it yet, so I, I don't know if I will. I, I just signed up on a whim and just wanted to check it out. Okay. What's it called again? Hack hands. Hack hands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they've sent me. So I signed up for it like three days ago, and every day I get like six six requests. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. About that much. And I and I put it in for like oh I want to do I want to help with Node. I want to help with Angular, uh-huh. JavaScript, TypeScript. Wow. Um. And I, and they come they're coming out like at price starting from one dollar like the minimum you can do is one dollar per minute is what you charge yeah uh-huh. and then you can do up to five dollars per minute I think is what like the maximum is what's that an and, hour that's uh, three hundred dollars an hour uh five dollars per minute yeah something like that man I use calculators and computers so much that some of those like manual calculations in my head are like trying to remember how to do them you know yeah so um that's just something i was looking into but as far as open source contributions so i wanted to uh, i 
I didn't start doing open source contributions until um, until I needed like when when you hit like a point where you like know enough about something but you're not like an expert at it like I needed to use this this um, tool called Fitvids this it's a jQuery extension or a plugin mm-hmm. and I was using it at my previous job where I was building a whole lot of marketing website and websites and Fitvids was a was a way that I could have responsive videos embedded into a web page so I can grab a YouTube embed code and okay. Fitvids would make it kind of fit in the page right mm-hmm. so I made I made a small contribution to it because there was um, a little uh, issue it wasn't a bug per se but it was a little issue with how it was calculating the height and, and of these of these embedded things so I made a, a small commit and uh, did a pull request and that was my first that was my first contribution it was I, I had worked in this company done software development for years and I hadn't actually contributed back to any open source project for a number of years and I'd been using ever since 2001 is when I first really kind of took that professional step mm-hmm. into software development and four years ago was the first time I did so that was 2013 right yeah yeah it was the first time I made any sort of contribution back to the open source community which I've been using WordPress for years and that's con- that's open source yeah and I have I haven't actually like contributed back so I I, I felt like wait I've been using <clears throat> this stuff for so long and I haven't given anything back so um, I'm, I'm trying to make it more of my goal to give back to open source <laughs> okay wow well, I did a sneeze there like I was looking for a button on uh, GarageBand to, to mute myself but <laughs> I couldn't find it so when I sneezed I had this massive spike in the audio <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you heard of, um, I'm, I've been thinking about getting, getting one but there's a cough they call them a cough switch. You have to have an XLR mic, though. I, I, that's what I've got. But um, there's a cough switch that you just have on the floor. And anytime right. you start to cough or sneeze, or you want to just basically just mute the mic for a second, you just step on the pedal. Is you call that a bodily functions bodily functions switch? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it how it works with other bodily functions. Or like in London, you can have a an airplane switch or a, or a bird switch or an ambulance switch. <laughs> yeah, I used to live downtown uh, in downtown Portland, and and uh, you could only open the windows like so wide, you know, because they didn't want people jumping from the, the building. Oh yeah. But, uh, the you have just sounds, cars, trucks, dump trucks, yeah. You know, you sort of get immune to it in London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't really notice it. But, so, all right. Well, so besides Ember, what else has, have you contributed to? I'm Not trying to think of what else actually. I've contributed to. 
<laughs> We're a bunch of lazy bastards. Uh, <laughs> so, let me see. I, I mean, so I, I've, I've made... Uh, I'm gonna, I have an organization on GitHub called Quantum JS. People are free to go on oh, there yes. and tell me about this. Browse around there if you want. There's a lot of it, uh, repos that are like I created them when I spoiled them moment, but I haven't actually done anything with them. But the ones that have stars, there's there's some, some code in there. One of the first things I made on that. Uh, Quantum GS organization was a solar pop-up, which is just a pop-up that does a minimum amount of stuff. It uses CSS3 transitions to fade into the page. It puts a modal background on the page and fades it in. It responds to keyboard uh, commands like escape. And it's completely fixable. So is that like a, like a modal? Like a modal window or a dialogue? Yeah, solar, the, the URL is quantum github.com forward slash quantumgs forward slash solar hyphen pop up ooh a demo video yes oh yeah it's got a demo video yeah and it's actually a so video made in to Scotland all, to all the listeners Nikos makes the best videos they usually have pigeons yeah oh this one he just jumped from the ceiling so you're in for a treat yeah I've got a friend in Ukraine the first time he watched that video he was like he laughed and says, why are you doing parkour in your room? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that video there, that, that project at the moment, it uses Webpack to bundle the stuff. But I think I'm going to make a branch that doesn't use Webpack uh, and just uses outputs, uh, out types, um, ES6 from TypeScript and uh, I'll use like Chrome Cranary. So Chrome 60 has Chrome 60 behind, 61. Yeah, Chrome 60 has ES6 modules enabled in the browser with behind a flag. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to try convert that project just to output ES6 from TypeScript, no Webpack. And oh, I'm yeah. loving it. The Webpack is, is good, but it just always feels like you're taking all this code and put it into a blender and put it down a slurry pipe to the browser, you know. And, and, right. and debugging it can be a bit fidgety as well sometimes. So, Webpack to me is the best tool available for building and bundling. And maybe it still will be for a long time to go, but I think even just the experience of just trying to load the ESX modules, getting the browser to do it, yeah, would be fun. I'm really excited to see what you can do with that. So, uh, definitely make that... Maybe even branch it off or uh, create a create a separate project um, just to kind of track that separately because that'd be totally awesome to see how that works. Yeah, I think I just create a, a branch on the project or even I can live in the project and I can have because <clears throat> at the moment you can you can use it in a JavaScript project. Just by importing it in the script tag, the build file from the solar pop-up, or you can just uh, import the, the TypeScript code in your project. But the, I That's guess so the, cool. the demos, there's, there's a in the solar pop-up repo there is a demo folder which uses the either the TypeScript or the build. <clears throat> so if you go to quantum 
github.com forward slash quantumjs forward slash solar pop up and then you look at the, the source code there's a, there's a demo folder and one of them has browser import which imports the build from webpack and there's typescript import which imports the typescript files themselves and then I can guess I can just create another demo that uses the ESX modules output in the browser yeah I'm excited to see that happen this is uh, I just I mean I'm amazed at what TypeScript is doing they're, they're pushing the limits and, and mm-hmm. uh, Chrome is, is doing a great job at, at keeping up with the, the new features that are coming out of the JavaScript uh, spec so yeah I think I'll make a YouTube video about uh, that if it works awesome what was the last got, what was the last YouTube video you created it was a cycling video in London I got this uh, company oh, called the, 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 Lon- the London Underground uh, no uh, there's a company in the UK called Lumen Research and they have these eye checking goggles or glasses and they use infrared light to look at the retina position and uh, you see what you do uh-huh. is you get this card to calibrate your well, to calibrate the device to how your eyes work, and then you uh-huh. just you put on a, you, this battery pack, and it connects to the, the eye tracking goggles, and then you have this laptop in the back which connects to the goggles via Wi-Fi, and so I just uh, cycled around a lot of the tourist spots, and you can see me while I'm looking at while I'm cycling. Only trouble was that video was I didn't realise how much I'm looking at the ground, so a lot of the video was spent me tracking the position of the ground because the, <laughs> the field of view vertical field of view I didn't realise was so sh- short on those goggles I mean this, these goggles are like designed to be people looking at their computer screen and like at a perpendicular angle or a parallel angle not people that are cycling looking upwards with the head pointed down you know oh yeah I'm watching the video now so is the little the little dot that I keep following is that where your eyes are focused on? Yeah, but it's it's, it's like a, a smooth thing because the raw data was actually maybe five frames per second faster. So my eyes actually moving a lot quicker than that. But the yeah. the kind of like smoothed out a little bit, so it's not as fast as it could be. Because I just you know the eyes when you're cycling you scan you scan really quickly. Yeah, and you, and this is focused on, on where your eyes are, um, straight. But you you have peripheral vision that we're not seeing in the video. So yeah, it's kind of interesting yeah. though to watch this. Yeah, you don't even have to. I mean, you can see a lot before peripheral vision. Right. Huh. That, I, I'm totally amazed by this. Yeah, I might, I might make another video oh. with it um, on me playing a game like uh, Go. <laughs> Eye-tracking Go. That's a niche niche market there, isn't it? Go is a board game that I play. <laughs> Have you heard of Go? No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a really great game. It's like, do you like chess? I don't... No, I'm horrible at chess. Ah, I see. Well, you might be... You I'll might play be checkers. Big. Well, checkers is actually harder than chess. <laughs> oh, you... Th- well... Maybe maybe I'll be great at chess, but 
I've, I've never really tried. Yeah, checkers is uh, is is actually one of the hardest games there is because you really have to think about future move space, and it's quite tricky. Well, I only, I only play my kids, and and they they're not really good, and I just always win. Yeah, and yeah. I don't let them win. Well, I play my <laughs> my granddad, and he's got like a trophy from back in his days when he played uh, checkers in the club. He's 91 and he can still beat me, Checkers. In fact, I bet him the last time I was up there once, but that was a, a fluke, I think. <laughs> so oh, in terms oh, of so. uh, other repositories I've got, you know, people that look at my YouTube channel, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff like uh, there's TypeScript Space Invaders, uh, there's, you know... There's like a router I wrote, you know, like, you know how you get like React router, Ember routers and all that kind of stuff? Well, I just wrote a router that works on the hash and then the user supplies a function which supplies the content. And I think the router core functionality was only like 60 lines of code. So the idea is I'll have a bunch of those different services, well, almost like microservice for the browser that uh, you could uh, try and make an app without investing in a framework. I'm still exploring right. what that can actually do. So I actually also made another repository, uh, quantum.js forward slash vanilla TypeScript. And there's some interfaces there that you can use for making vanilla components. And just like some CSS variables as well for breakpoints that I usually use. But I mean, vanilla TypeScript, vanilla JavaScript, if it was a word that can describe them both, then that'd be good. But there, I, so far, I haven't found a word. Yes, I I like these that vanilla. At least vanilla JavaScript was always a thing. In fact, yeah. I made made a point to um, say that I I learned vanilla JavaScript um, at my the company I'm at now. When I was in the interview, I was like, "Yeah, I know the the vanilla JavaScript framework," and and I said, "Have you heard of it, vanilla JS?" And yeah, <laughs> they. Uh, my boss at the time, he was like, "What? Vanilla JS? Never heard of it." I told him, "Yeah, go check it out." Yeah, you can download sure it. Sure enough, they go yeah. check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, Vanilla JS. Yeah, you see, uh, like you see, like what, what, we're going to download the Vanilla JavaScript framework. What do you need? Um, do you need variables? Do you need uh, document listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick, tick the box. Okay, download it. Download it. And it's, we open up the file. Yep. It's empty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they still don't get it. You have to explain. You got to explain. <laughs> I love it. It says uh, file size zero bytes uncompressed, twenty five bytes yeah. gzipped. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> that was a that was a funny little thing in my interview to say. Yeah, I know Vanilla JS, and they they're like, never heard of that. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's not really a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I- so there's a couple of uh, websites that I was looking at. So um, I you know I told you what my first pull request was, but the first PR dot me is the the link that will help you find your first pull request. I mean, you, obviously uh, you can go to your GitHub pull uh, uh, and find it um, through mm-hmm. looking through your pull requests that way. But um, this is an easy way to quickly do it. 
yeah. then up for up hyphen for hyphen grabs dot net, or you might call that up dash for dash grabs dot net. That's a mouthful. Um, that's a website that will show you some uh, GitHub projects that have open issues that are looking for contributors. Ah. Um, new new contributors. So if if you haven't contributed in, a, in this project before, they're looking for people like you to help. I wish there was a way to send links down mm-hmm. audio on a podcast, but not possible. Well, we do have show notes, so dear listener, go look at the show notes, and these links will be there. Superb. I wonder, no, also useful, you could, you could like a website that says when you became addicted to opensource.com and that looks at your, your feed and usually you can tell people like the first few years their GitHub commits, trying, uh, squares are kind of like sparse and then you get to the point where it's all green, you know? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I don't, I don't know if it's, yeah, I think it was about a couple of years ago. GitHub turned it on, turned on the feature to where you can have uh, the green blocks could be. Uh, they were they used to only show up for public repos, so private repos. In the last year as well, private projects. Yeah, so you wouldn't those green blocks wouldn't show up. Yeah, if you were contributed to private projects. Yeah. Um, but now they allow you to turn it on. So I do that just so it looks like I'm doing something because I, all day long I'm working on private projects. But now I'm feeling like, well, that's not a real representation of my open source contributions. And I was thinking, I, I kind of want to flip that back to make, put, put me, um, like hold me accountable to my open source contributions. And I can see like, oh, I haven't done anything for the last year in open source, so I need to start yeah. contributing. They used to have this thing called streaks, which I'm really glad that it rem- removed it, you know. I'm not familiar with streaks. Streaks what were like how many, uh, how many days you've committed without a break. <laughs> it's just a... Oh, yeah. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that's gone. Here, here, kill yourself writing code. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and now it actually go beyond a year. I mean, some people had like 460... Days streaks. That's the only way you could tell that they had not didn't have a life before last year. Wow. Well, I hope to have five or ten days in the year, or where I contribute to open source. Maybe not a hundred days in a year, but you know, yeah. If I can get to ten percent of my year um, open source contributions, then I, you know, that's great. But if I'll, I'll shoot for five percent. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that GitHub has that kind of built in to where they show you, like, how you've been contributing. But, yeah, like I said, I think I'm going to turn it back to where I'm only sh- I'm only looking at really what I've given to open source projects or public repos or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been working on um, talking about open source like the most recent stuff that I've been working yeah. on I've been working on a uh, Visual Studio Code extension so I kind of in, I inherited this project from uh, another developer that um, he had 
he had decided he had abandoned all of his projects and GitHub or Visual Studio Code extensions, and he was looking for maintainers. So I picked up one of his many projects, mm-hmm. um, which so this is a uh, a gist extension. So um, all right, I'm working on that. Working on that. I think it's it's a fun, it's a small extension, and it gives me an idea of like what it is to build an extension without having to build it from the ground up. Yes. But I've gone through all the bits and pieces and now I I would be able to build my own had I um, had a, a need for one. So um, it's kind of nice that you can pick up an open source project from somebody and learn from it. Yeah. Have you ever seen that post? It's like, what's, what's it called to be an open source developer? And it lists a whole no. bunch of like stuff that sucks about being a, a de- open source developer so like people have like this expectation of like support and people will oh yeah moan if something don't work you know and yeah and it's right they they're, they're so indignant in their po- in their issues <coughs> that they file like this thing broke my website well yeah Okay, delete it from your code base. Yeah. It's not my problem. <laughs> like, you didn't have to download this for free. I didn't have to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been I've been a jerk as well, man. Some of those, <laughs> some of those repositories, you know. Yeah, yeah I think what, what like, like I said, like, I didn't start contributing until 2013. So, uh, you know, I went on 12 years of just using and abusing open source software without... You know, contributing back. Yeah. So I'm sure I was a jerk. You know, when WordPress decided to destroy my database or whatever it was over the past 12 years or 15 yeah. years. But um, hey, it was free. <laughs> so yeah, you get what you pay for. I mean, it's, and it's, it's hard to like to make any money from just having open source contributions, isn't it? Oh yeah, but. You know, I think a lot of it is, like I said, it's like giving back to the people that got you to where you are today. That, yeah, that, that's where I come. I don't like. I don't expect to make any money from the stuff yeah. I'm, you know, doing in the open. I mean, the only guys um, that make they get, you know, like and the guy that made View. I mean, he's supported by some big organizations to maintain the code base. But that's a like really popular. Yeah, Gamer. so he gets funded, yeah. but and I think even when he wrote View, he was uh, working at Google. So he started building this project while he was fully employed. Yeah, and yeah, sure, he might have done it on his own time or whatever, but he didn't like he wasn't expecting a paycheck because he had Google, you know, paying him for his day job. Yeah, so now that he's left Google, I assume he's left Google and now he's left and he's working on View full time sure, now companies can sponsor him to build features in or improve the code base, so you know th- that is a thing People, companies that do use the open source software do sponsor the developers that work on it so uh, it's not very common, but it is something that happens yeah. Yeah, in the case of like React or Angular, um, those are fully funded by their parent companies like Google and Facebook. Yep. 
So how's things in Portland? Um, pretty uneventful, thankfully. Uh, I have no problems with that. School, the kids are almost out of school, so I don't know if I'm happy about that or not <laughs> because usually I'm the dad that drives them everywhere so we'll we'll see what happens oh that's nice <laughs> yeah How how's London going yeah London's good for me uh yeah I do like I do like living here sometimes uh sometimes it can get to you but most of the times it's, it's fine you know you've got some good friends here and I do miss the open space though in Scotland. When I go to Scotland, it's like, whoa, there's like a field there and there's no bloody trying to build something on it. Well, look at the, how wide these roads are, how fast the traffic's flowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's. I, I live far enough away from the city that um, I can easily get to an open field. Wow. Um, I, live, I live probably. Uh, 15 minute walk from a nice uh, space for my dog to run actually in in multiple directions I can go a 15 minute walk and be at a place where there's no cars no buildings you're a lucky man (coughs) yeah it's kind of nice Um, lately I've been going I've been driving to get to these uh, wooded trails and stuff, so I've been posting some some Instagram pictures. Last week, I found a, a I don't know, I don't know what kind of truck it was, but it was like a an old like delivery type truck, um, broken down on its axles, floor rotted out. Uh, I put that on Instagram. It, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, you um, was, Americans, they call trucks trucks, and here we call them lorries. Yeah, that's not... I don't know what that is. A lorry is, is, a, not, tr- is a truck. That's not a word. Well, I guess <laughs> we call them truck. we call them lorries, and we call them... Well, we can call them articulated lorries, which are the big ones that uh, articulate, articulate something. I don't even know what, what it means in terms of articulate. It's too early in the morning, I can't even pronounce the word, but... Uh, articulate? Articulated lorry, yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, we tend to just call them lorries. You're speaking Greek. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and and lorries, they have flat fronts, whereas in America, they have... They have a nose to the, to the truck. So, so... I'm not very good at describing these things. <laughs> but, like, if, uh, the ones in America, they have, like, an engine on their front, right? Yeah. Which I guess would help cushion you if you were going to crash into something. Whereas in the UK... Sure, the engine... sure, except for you, you might end up with the engine on your lap. Yeah. So in the UK, they're basically flat. And the, on, and the, the engine's front. in the... Uh, Engines in the back? No, I think it's. I think you sit on top of the engine. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that that's called a cab over. That's what Is we it? call that. <laughs> cab over. 
That's well. So I, well, his, history about me. Uh, so I used to work in the trucking business uh, and work at a truck, at truck dealerships, not lorry dealerships. I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, and the the trucks that had the engines underneath the cab, those would be called cab overs. So the cab would tilt forward. So the the mechanics could work on the engines. Ah, I see. Anyway, sorry, a little, a little too much information about my past. So uh, this week I also tried again to do create React Native app, but I tried to run it on my computer and it just said timeout one one nine zero 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 port something like that. I opened up issue and GitHub. But yeah, still React Native is one of the worst dev experiences oh. I keep having. You just touched on something that we didn't talk about. And I, th- I think it's important that we say something about it. So filing issues. That's an important part of contributing back to open source. Yeah. And we have, I mean, you can contribute code. You can tr- contribute documentation. But when you find a bug in software, file an issue. You might not have been the first one to discover the issue, but you might have been the first one to report it. Very true. So I think it's important. It's important to to know it's okay to file an issue. Your issue might get closed. It might get ignored. Just file it. And you also uh-huh. get a green a green dot on your profile. Oh, do you? Yep. Does those count? Yep. Great. So you could be you could be a jerk all year, and you you'll have you'll people look at your your profile and have all these green dots, and they'll say, "Wow, this guy is a real open source contributor. Let's give him a job." <laughs> they don't go look at all your your snarky uh, issues that you file. Yeah, well, actually, what you, if you want to be a really ones. really big jerk, you can uh, you can create a repository, right? And then you can just like create a, a fake uh, get commit history for the last year and then just upload it to Git <laughs> you have all these green dots <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible I don't yeah. recommend that yeah you can also um, <laughs> you can also get fake stargazers as well you can create this like uh, a script you can do um, and you can uh, automate all these is this a real thing yeah, are you making yeah, this you up want, like, say if you've got like a new repo right and you want to get up there on trending then you run the script and it creates a whole bunch of like unconfirmed uh, followers of your profile. Oh my gosh! But, no, uh, no. One of my friends don't do whatever yeah, Nikos is saying my, right now. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of my friends done it and he got banned <laughs> for like oh, for, I don't know what his whole account got banned, but he, he got what was coming to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny though. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he had like. <laughs> His like profile was like on the trending list, and uh, oh. he had all these like stargazers that were like registered on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, don't okay. do that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've uh, come to an end of our of our weekly adventure here. Yeah, we've we've covered a lot. Yeah. So uh, I hope that everybody enjoyed our our usual banter. And uh, Nikos, you want to read this uh, this closeout script? 
Yeah, I'll I'll do that once I. Uh... Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, thanks for listening to Learn with Us. You can find us on Twitter at Learn with Us Pod, and give us a few a five star rating on uh, iTunes. Yeah. See you next week. See you.